You're listening to Agency Nation Radio. Hi, my name is Avery Moore. I'm a relatively new agency owner out of Oklahoma, and I knew eventually I would be buying our family agency since I was third generation, but I did not expect the way that it happened to happen. Uh, I had to work super fast in order to get funding in order to purchase the agency, which I had been at for 10 years. But that took a lot of time and effort and a lot of stumbles along the way. And so I hope today that our guests can clear the path a little more than was cleared for me whenever I had to figure it out on my own. It's a pleasure for me to introduce InsureBank, Scott Friday. He is an agency partner of ours. We do all our banking with them. They helped me buy the agency. Scott, I'm happy to introduce you. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Hi, Avery. Great. Thanks to be uh, on the podcast with you today. Uh, name's Scott Friday. I'm the division director for InsureBank. I've been working in commercial lending for about 25 years now. For those of you who don't know, InsureBank is an industry bank. Uh, we're a member benefit for the big eye. We're part of a community bank. And the community bank that InsureBank serves is the independent agency channel. It just so happens that our community is nationwide and we have customers you know, throughout the country. We work closely with the big eye. We're a resource for its members and we've seen all types of transactions over our 21 year history. And the team here is always available to answer any questions or evaluate any different scenarios an agent or an owner may have. So I encourage you to call us to pick our brains. Uh, the bank does offer a wide range of loan and cash management products for the independent agent. Uh, we do financing for acquisitions, perpetuations, hiring producers and employees, working capital and commercial real estate. And as Avery mentioned today, we're gonna be talking about preparing for ownership. Yeah, and that can be a doozy even in the best situations. And so I think Scott and I have worked together a lot over the past, what, year and a half, Scott? Right? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's been almost two years now, yeah. That's crazy. Time flies when you're having fun, I guess. <laughs> and so really what I have found is that Scott is probably the best resource, especially for young people preparing for ownership or even wanting to purchase a book of business or owners trying to fund a producer. You are a wealth of knowledge. I can back you on that 100%. So I wanna get into everything you know because we only have so much time. So right off the bat, if you're a person that wants to go into ownership, what are a couple tips that you would have for incoming owners? Yeah, I think most important is to start that conversation early and to raise your hand. You know, let the owner know that you would like to be a candidate for the next generation of ownership. This is not always obvious to the seller and there's ways to do this. You know, we finance these types of transactions all the time. So, you know, obviously raise your hand early. It's not uncommon for these conversations to start five years or more. So it's important to have the conversation and then also to kind of get that ball rolling. I think it's also important to include all of the key players that are going to be involved in the perpetuation planning process. You want to make sure that they're all on board with the plan, especially for some of the smaller companies out there where there are different dynamics with personalities that are critical to the agency's success. You want to be sure that there's going to be no conflicts as a result of that um, ownership transition. I think it's also important to look at where you as a young agent in your career, are you ready to take over ownership? You know, there's a lot that goes in, as you know, Avery, a lot goes in running the agency other than just, you know, producing new business. You have things like the finance, the payroll, the day-to-day -day operations. So 
you know, are you ready to take on that role? And if not, maybe you look at staging the sale of an agency. Maybe you look at the owner, you know, selling a portion of the shares now, and then they can mentor those young agencies and help them, you know, grow into the business and learn how to run it from day to day. You know, I think also it's important to understand how the business operates and how the agency's valued. Um, we certainly recommend working with some of the experts that are out there in the field in terms of getting a valuation so that all parties are on the same page and understanding what that purchase price. You know exactly that I had a pain point in that. So can you dive in a little bit on the purchase price? Because I know, especially with agencies, what are y'all looking at for a financially successful loan that you want to give to? What are some of the parameters? Well, I mean, when we look at a loan, we want to make sure that the loan fits the cash flow that the agency is producing. We don't want to have a situation where the agency is taking on so much leverage. They're borrowing so much money either from, you know, the seller or the bank or a combination of both that it's going to put the agency out of business. So, right. so we're looking at, you know, we're, we're obviously lending against that that book of business. We understand that's that's the value of, of the agency there, and so we want to make sure that the the cash flow that the agency is generating is sufficient to support not only the bank and the seller getting repaid if, if both of those parties are involved in the financing, but also there's enough money to continue to run the agency and turn a profit for the business. So those are some of the things that we look at in terms of uh, structuring the overall size of the financing. But the cash flow is what we're looking at in terms of uh, underwriting. So we're looking at that sustainable, predictable cash flow that's generated um, in, in the in independent insurance agency space. And that's mainly what we're focusing on from an, from an underwriting perspective. Yeah, absolutely. It would make sense that you want to make sure they can pay the yeah. bills. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. That would be a cool lending trick if you just didn't have to pay back your loan. I'm here for it if you ever create that product, Scott. Yeah, and I, and I think this kind of goes into, you know, planning in advance. You also want to start talking to... Um, you know, the lenders or, or maybe the seller, if you're looking at seller financing, talk to them early on to understand how the process works and, and what's required. You know, there's certainly a lot of different ways that these transactions can be structured. Um, you know, the bank can provide 100% financing in some cases. Yeah. In other instances, the seller provides 100% financing. Uh -huh. um, here at InsureBank, we have a lot of situations where it's a combination of both. And so we're able to work with sellers on um, on their financing terms to put together, like I said before, something that makes sense and works well, you know, well for both the seller and, and the buyer of the agency. Which which I can vouch for that, Scott, 100 percent. I know whenever I purchased the agency came in and I thought it was this impossible fleet, which goes to. My next question with you is why should someone go to InsureBank over a regular bank? because I feel like that is such a miscommunication, especially in the independent agency world where we have relationships with our local bankers, but they just don't understand insurance. Right, and that's and that's the challenge I think for a lot of the local banks out there is it's not their um, you know primary line of business. So typically, a bank when it goes to lend to a company, they're going to be looking to lend against you know what they call the hard assets. So your 
equipment that's sitting on the manufacturing floor, or maybe there's, you know, recurring customer receivables. In the case of the agency, you know, the value is, is that book of business. It's those customers that you have. A lot of lenders don't understand that. So that's a challenge in, in educating, you know, some of the local banks on, on you know, A, how your business operates and, and B, what that value is. And that's all we do here at InsureBank is, is lend to the independent insurance agency space. So we like other some of the some of the other industry lenders you'll see out there you know we understand how your business works so we look for things like you know what does your book of business look like are you personal lines commercial lines who are the markets that you write with you know what are your loss ratios and retention look like all of that goes into how we um, you know evaluate our, our potential clients and um, you know the type of financing that we can provide to them so i think that's some of the one of the advantages of, of working with an industry bank like InsureBank is just our knowledge of your business. And, and, you know, we speak your language and understand how you operate. Well, and that was a huge, huge selling point. I think I had told you before we had finalized everything, I had gone to like eight banks, nine banks and been turned down. And they, they just didn't understand it. And suddenly, whenever I got on the phone with you that fateful day in June, um, you were like, no, this is easy. Like, I felt like I had been in a world of crazy. And to you, it was just super simple. You do it every day. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it's what we do day in and day out. And we do try to make that process as transparent and as, as simple as possible. Um, you know, when we work with our customers, we like to put together very detailed proposals that explains, you know, what the loan looks like, what the collateral looks like, what the process looks like. You know, we spend a lot of time on the phone, um, you know, talking to our customers, educating them on, on how it works so that so there's no questions. You know, we want to make sure that everything is, is answered and be upfront as possible, you know, with our clients. I will say you will see some of the some of the lenders out there do offer an SBA product um, to the insurance agency space. You know, those are certainly good loans, but I'd be mindful that a lot of those are floating interest rates. So they, they, they are variable. And given what we're all seeing in, in you know, the interest rate environment today, we're expecting another 75 basis point increase by the Fed today. Be mindful of that. As a borrower, you want a fixed rate. You want to know what your payment's going to be every month. So the lenders, while they have plenty of capital, they're going to be pushing those floating rates in the market, given what's going on um, in the interest rate environment. So just be aware that when you're talking to a lender, the type of interest rate that they're providing. Which you had coached me on that because when we had started, I had told you, hey, I'm approved for an SBA loan. And you had said, here's what you need to consider. And you really helped me think through it, which is something your bank does is you'll consider every possibility. And you're actually pretty creative when it comes to how you do things. Yeah, that's that's right. And, you know, really, you know, first and foremost, I think we're here to help educate. And, you know, whether you bank with us or not, that's that's your decision. If you go with us, that's great. But if we can help you understand your situation better or advise you or put you in touch with, you know, advisors that are out there to help you structure a transaction or maybe, um, you know, work on a buy-sell agreement, we're, we're happy to do so. But yeah, you certainly want to be mindful of those interest rates that are going on because they're, you know, they'll be up. If there's another 75 basis point increase today, they're up, you know, 3.75% this year alone. So that, that adds a lot to the borrowing costs, especially, so you have that and we're in this high inflation environment, which I'm sure Avery, you see, it, it costs more to run your business day to day. So- Yeah, it does. Right? Top of it, what agencies are going for, I mean, I think if you look at the average, they're saying six to 12 times EBITDA. So suddenly you add in that crazy interest rate and you're exactly right, Scott, it would be insane. 
Right. So maybe we'll start to see some of those prices pull back a little bit, especially for those buyers that are relying on debt to, to, to make those transactions happen. So just something to keep an eye on in the market. Yeah. Well, I know one of the things that you and I have talked at length about is what an agency you're looking at in order to make sure that it's a good loan for you. What about, what do people need to do to get their financial personal house in order, or even the business? What should they be doing ahead of time? Yeah, I mean, I think first and foremost, um, you know, take into consideration what we just touched on, you know, with what's going on with inflation and interest rates. Um, you know, as, as an internal buyer, you're most likely, you know, unless you have a, a bag of cash sitting around someplace, you're most likely gonna have to go to the seller or the bank in order to, to borrow the money to buy the agency. So you wanna make sure that uh, the viability of that buy-sell agreement and the viability of the cash flow works for you. Um, as an individual, I always recommend, you know, if you haven't done so yet, prepare a personal financial statement and then take a look at your FICO score and your credit report. If you see some late payments out there, or some blemishes on the report, you know, work to clean those up. Most importantly, if there's any late payments on your mortgage or, or say some outstanding medical bills, you wanna be sure to address those. Another thing is you wanna be prepared to borrow. And so this may mean if you have a lot of toys in your life, so if you own a lot of homes, if you have several cars, you may need to downsize, right? Um, you can't have a lot of toys and, and buy an agency, um, or maybe if you take a big vacation every year, you know, those are all all drains on your cash flow. So you really want to be able to establish a good financial discipline early on in the process. You also want to make sure you understand the math inside out. You want to make sure that the deal works. I always tell people it's a good idea to put together a business plan so you understand the growth potential of, of the agency you're buying and why it makes sense to, to run it. And, you know, maybe you want to run like a stress scenario that says, all right, we're in this high inflation environment or, you know, we're in this rising rate environment. What would the agency look like under under these conditions? Just to make sure that it still um, makes sense for you to go ahead and, and move forward with that purchase. It's also really good. Surround yourself with, with experts in the industry, including, you know, quality tax, accounting and legal advisors. There's a lot of smart people out there that could be had for not a lot of money. You want to be working with people that have experience doing these types of transactions. If your brother-in-law is a personal injury lawyer, he's probably not who you want advising you on your buy-sell agreement or closing your loan, right? So make sure you find the right people to you know, surround yourself with, because this all really goes and really just tell them you know, the best story possible in order to you know, put yourself in the best position to, to buy the agency. Well, Scott, I am so glad you're preaching on that because you know our buy-sell and it was a local attorney that didn't understand it. And there were a lot of snafus that we had to work out, which which even when I was talking to you, I'd be like, I don't know how to do this. And so I'm so glad that you said that because that's such a key thing is work with people who understand insurance. Yeah, and, 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 you, and if you have a buy-sell in place, you know, make sure you update it from time to time. You know, dusting off that buy-sell from 15 years ago, it may not reflect what's going on in the current market conditions and it may not work for the agency today right so it's i think it's i think it's important to you know continue to reevaluate what that agreement looks like to make sure that it's in line with the expectations of both you know the buyer and and the seller you know and and also discussing things like you know, what's going to happen uh, post-transaction, sustainability of the agency, making sure that carrier appointments are going to transition to the new owners, make sure that the clients are going to transition with the sale. I've seen a situation where 
that's not necessarily always the case, that those haven't gone with the purchase. So you want to make sure that those transition. I think another important thing, Avery, to discuss is state the obvious. I've seen situations where something's in writing, but it wasn't spoken about. And at the last second, people get to the table and they go to sign the deal and somebody mentions it and either the buyer or seller, it didn't occur to them. And that's paused transactions before. So I think it's very important to be very thorough, not only in, in the agreement and you know from a written perspective, just but just to kind of discuss it and, and walk through it, just to make sure everyone is on the same page with with what the expectations are. Yes, a hundred percent agree with that. I think even learning in our own thing, in our own transition of our agency, is like it's always better to have those hard conversations up front. But if you have to do it later on, make sure that you're clear about it because. Unclear expectations just lead to um, really hard situations. I'll tell you that, especially whenever a lot of perpetuation is with family, which makes it even more messy. Right, right. And that gets back to those relationships. So again, having those conversations as soon as possible and getting everyone you know, on the same page early on in the process. I think that's that's probably some of the best preparation you can do to have a successful, you know, perpetuation plan. Because then you can plan around it, and then you can make sure that you're building something that gives you, you know, the best options for all parties, and something that's really going to, you know, transition on the terms and conditions that all parties want. Yeah. Right. You heard it here. Scott Friday said it. <laughs> have the hard conversation. He said it, so do it. Um, I know we're kind of wrapping up at the end, so I've only got a couple more questions too. And this is, I want to make sure that we set people up that they don't fall on the pothole whenever they're reaching out to you. So what are the common pitfalls InsureBank has seen and how can they be prevented when someone comes to y'all? Yeah, I, again, I think this goes back to the common theme that we're discussing here is, you know, have these conversations early. So if you're if you're looking at a transaction and you have questions about, you know, how the deal could be structured or how it may work or what the financing options are out there, you know, call us. We're happy to get on the phone and, and talk these scenarios through with you. You know, as, as again, getting back to, you know, the buy-sell agreement, have those conversations, have those conversations early on. Make sure that everyone is on, on the same page. You know, if, if you have to bring a spouse into the picture, make sure that you're they're, they're aware that you're buying an agency. You know, don't get to a closing and all of a sudden the spouse realizes they have to provide a guarantee or if there's, you know, personal assets involved, that those are gonna be, you know, pledged as part of the deal. So I think those are some of the easily avoidable pitfalls is just by communicating early on in the process and, and talking to the various advisors out there that are available to help you, you know, um, answer these different questions. Scott, if I ever have a glass of wine with you, I bet you have story after story of things that have just gone absolutely wrong that you could speak to. So I know, like, you know what could go yeah. wrong. I think we've we've seen just about every situation <laughs> possible in our past 21 years here. So yeah, there's there's lots of good stories to share for sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay, as we wrap up too, I know that even though I'm young and I bought the agency after what I went through with my uncle, the second generation dying after basically 28 days and being thrown into this ownership role that now it's really important for me to have a buy-sell. And so as I set up my successor for success, what tips do you have for people wanting to sell their agency and making sure that we keep the independent agent channel fiercely independent? 
Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a great time to be an independent insurance agent. You know, the organic growth has been positive for 46 consecutive quarters now. That's over 10 years. Um, yeah. And as you mentioned, valuations continue to be an all-time high. Um, you know, the, the industry did well through the pandemic. Most agencies came out good, if not great. So I think as a seller, you'd want to do a lot of the same things you would do if you're sprucing up your house. If you're getting ready to sell it, um, you might want to fix things that may not be working for the agency or could run better. So, you know, if you have a management system, make sure you can give good reports with accurate information on the book of business. Make sure your financial reporting is good. Work with the bookkeeper, work with the CPA to have accurate results. Get evaluation prepared to, you know, understand where the current value is for the agency. And, you know, I think in today's market, there's a strong case for for staging or broadening equity ownership over time, especially in this um, post-pandemic environment. We're starting to see those transactions accelerate. So, you know, as an owner, you could own a smaller piece of a bigger pie. And when it's done right, you can actually earn more than an outright sale. So I think the younger generation, they're certainly motivated to have equity ownership. It changes the dynamics of how, you know, staff thinks as a partial owner. It's a great way to create organic growth. Um, you know, the seller benefits from earning continued cash flow in their business while they continue to grow value in, that, in those remaining shares in the agency. It helps establish a, a good market for the seller um, as a way to perpetuate those shares internally. Uh, allows you to kind of retain control, helps you compete and retain good talent out there in the environment. Um, which is like the hot topic right which now. Which is like the hot topic, yeah. right. So. I think um, I think those are all ways to help kind of preserve that independent agency channel, you know, by continuing to perpetuate that, you know, internally it allows you to, you know, keep those tangible intangibles in place, like the legacy and you know, taking care of your community and you know, taking care of your employees, or potentially merging with another agency that's close by in your market that may be a competitor down the road, but they're aligned with the kind of the legacy goals you have for the agency. So I think those are ways to really you know, preserve that that independent agency channel. Yeah, that's all great advice too. So I want to make sure that people can find you after they listen to this because they're going to be riveted and they're going to want to go buy an agency immediately. So where can agents find you? Yeah, best way to reach us is www.insurebank.com. Our contact information's on there. You can feel free to give us a call. Our lending and cash management group all sits under the same roof here at the office. So just pick up the phone and we'll be happy to talk to you. Well, on behalf of Agency Nation and personally, my agency, my family's legacy, I just want to thank you for everything that you've done for us, for sharing your time and your wisdom. We are so fortunate to have you a part of our agency and our culture and your great agency partnership. So we appreciate you, Scott. Same here, Avery. It's, it's great to have you as part of the InsureBank family, and we look forward to seeing how we can help others out there. Can't wait. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Mm-hmm.